Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Art Talks with Preena Jain. With the lockdown still in place, museums across India are continuing to suffer. With the current situation, there is an increased need for museums to not only reach out to the masses, but to also reinvent themselves. In today's episode, we are pleased to invite Tejasvi Jain, who is the founder of Reeriti, an organization that is geared towards the revitalization of museums and art across India. Her contributions towards museums have been recognized internationally through various fellowships and honorary invites. This podcast was recorded over the phone because of the current lockdown, so please bear with us with regards to sound quality. Hi Tejasvi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. So, how are you spending your time during the lockdown? Oh, we've been very busy. We've been working and usual Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's not been very different except that we don't meet our team mm-hmm. and we're not at physical spaces and sites. So, how did your journey into the art begin? I've done my bachelor's in painting. and masters in art history and it was very difficult for me to choose between the two which one to take up as my profession or as my career choice okay. so while i took up the visual art uh, in my bachelor's i also continued with my dance practice oh nice. and uh, post bachelor's then again i had to choose whether i would want to you know take up dance as my full time profession because parents had said you need to have a degree without a degree you know there's nothing in this world even if you want to go into the dance field mm-hmm. you need to have a degree and then you figure out you can choose right. uh, to post that i um, went into dance for a very short time i was more into uh, folk and odyssey so mm-hmm. did an international tour on uh, with a folk dance company around uh, europe representing india and then i uh, got married and was doing my master uh, while doing my master i was carrying also so i gave my final masters exam where i was 5 months pregnant so uh, my child has been a very integral part of my career i feel because okay. uh, when he was born also i was teaching part time uh, i would uh, be a visiting professor at mahavir jain in pisa so while i was teaching at mahavir jain mm-hmm. i think something which i am very proud of and i feel is can be inspirational to other mothers as well is that i would pick up my son from school and then would go with, our car was our home okay. we would you know kind of eat and then go to my college he would have his colors and crayons and books he would be at the last bench doing his stuff while i was teaching and i was fortunate enough to have the hod agree and the principal also agree to you know having that and then once i finished that then we would go for his skating and swimming classes and then i would come home you know straight into the kitchen so that was that was an interesting journey where you know you were trying to balance your role as a mother as you know pursuing your career and your home duties as well and then i started a company on my own which was called creative platform while i was doing that i was requested to join the ngma initially they said it's only for 6 months because they wanted someone to you know help them set up their curatorial department or someone who can be part of their department mm-hmm. that 6 months 
went on for almost four years. And uh, during that course of time, was fortunate enough to have visited and attend courses in London and visit Germany. Mm. And that's where I realized that museums can be much more than what we perceive them to be in India. Sure, it's more seen as a white elephant mm. and more as a storage home, I mean, storage house for collection. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky, there'll be some education component, which is just a field trip. But the two weeks training at the VNA was truly, you know, life changing because that's when it's not just the course, but the whole ecosystem which I saw there, which was there for the museum professionals, where there was a network uh, among themselves where they would meet, discuss their challenges, brainstorm on how to overcome them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was knowledge sharing, skill development, skill building, which is completely not seen in Bangalore or in India. Once I came back, mm-hmm. I tried seeing and searching for such similar organizations or similar platforms. We did have something, or we still have something, called the Museums Association, but I don't know where it works, who are the members, or what it does, because I tried approaching them, but there was nothing. It was just a wall. And because we were setting up uh, the NGMA show, we had a lot of seating problems. Okay. But unfortunately, there was nobody in the museum sector who was able to guide us Uh, and that was the need when we felt that you know had there been a strong association or a strong platform where we could exchange questions ask our questions exchange our thoughts Mm -hmm. someone who could uh, help us um, give us suggestions but there was nothing like that but we were very fortunate that we had an amazing director during her time, that was Shobhan Amitra's time, it was the golden age for NGMA because we were allowed to experiment and to figure out, to do a lot which conventionally was not heard of mm-hmm. in museums. I created the Arboretum there. We had a lot of trees at the NGMA Bangalore, but nothing was known about them. So just labeling them and getting more information about them, doing regular walks around the Arboretum and doing specialized tours uh, guided walk uh, on themes within the collection of NGMA. VNA, I think, has been a huge role in shaping me as a museum professional. So that's the Victoria and Albert Museum. So I think due to that training or whatever impressions I've had with them, I'm unable to think small. So whenever mm-hmm. I think, I always think big. <laughs> So what has been your journey from uh, the NGMA to RIRITI and what is RIRITI? Uh, so I got my ATSA fellowship, that's the Art Think South Asia fellowship, while I was at NGMA. And my proposal was to kind of work on a collaborative project uh, with the museums in Bangalore. And for administrative reasons, I had to choose either to stick with NGMA or to leave and take up the fellowship okay. so I chose the latter mm-hmm. and converted my tweaked my proposal from just having proposal within a collaborative work within this museum in Bangalore to making it pan-India oh, nice. and that's where the idea of Ririti emerged. So Ririti stands for uh, Riti which are traditions of thoughts and museums are holders of traditions mm-hmm. and revitalizing these spaces. And that's nice. nice. Why is it important to educate museums right now at this uh, point of time? I think it was long required 
Okay. Just that now it is getting the focus or the attention it deserves, and now it's also becoming more important because one needs to understand or figure out what the relevance of it is. If mm. there is, if the relevance is not seen, it's also going to, you know, vanish. Right. Uh, and uh, or die out. So, can you give me some anecdote or some experience you had, something that you learned over there that you could implement here? You know, the Ministry of Culture started realizing the importance how culture can play an important role, how museums can play an important role, and the need to upgrade skills of the museum professionals. In terms of the curation or the education within the museum, we are still at a nascent stage. Right. Earlier, you never you would hear of a museum educator. Now, in some museums, they have a separate department which just focuses on education within the museum sector or within their collection. Okay. When a person enters the museum, you know what is the best way for them to soak in everything that they experience inside the museum. See, I'm a I'm a visitor and I'm a layman. Yeah. So I think first, when you enter a museum, to figure out what is you know, just the layout of the museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a bigger museum, they have so many things, and definitely, it's a bad idea to cover the whole museum. Even if you have half an hour or two hours, it's better to select something which you like, which is closer to your heart. So finding mm-hmm. out what within the ma- layout of the museum is mm-hmm. which interests you, and then go go to that section, and then just experience that section, and see what the objects kind of tell you. So it depends, really depends on the museum also because a lot of the museums have some aid, some of the popular ones in India mm-hmm. now have these maps with these, you know, like, you know, five or ten objects must to be mm-hmm. uh, and then a small descriptor mm-hmm. also and you have audio guides also. So if you have that facility definitely you should use that mm-hmm. if you're with kids and if the museum has these activity sheets for kids mm-hmm. which again in the popular ones in india do have mm-hmm. you could avail those mm-hmm. but if you're looking at a smaller museum which does not have any of these facilities mm-hmm. uh it, it it's nice to have the museum staff take you around Sometimes, okay. because if they're just one or two people and it's a small museum, they know the collection so well. And experiencing the museum through their eyes mm-hmm. uh, is a very different experience. I mean, it, it really enriches you. Right. So, Tejasvi, individually, how has your relationship with the museum culture transformed your personal life? I think... The whole time I'm thinking about museum culture and the art, uh, the broader art, uh, and that's, you know, whether it's performing or uh, the visual uh, and the museum culture, I think that's become a way of life for me. I really liked your uh, idea of a loan box suggestion. It's a very common thing in museums abroad, but somehow I don't know why not many museums in India follow or do that. Which is, you know, have like a box of things, tangible things related to a theme which is being taught in schools where teachers and a whole set of instructions and how to use the material is also given. And the teachers just loan it out for say one week or two weeks, use that within the classroom and then get it back. So that's one way where the museums could reach out. 
So after COVID, what can museums do financially? One is to kind of divide the needs into, you know, must have and uh, want to have and nice to have. And classify all what you do within the museum in these three buckets and focus on just right now what the first two buckets. Okay. Also kind of create a scenario where it could be immediate, which is the best scenario and then the mid-term scenario and the long-term not so good scenario. Because there's a lot of external factors. One, if you know we get a cure for it mm. or if we get a treatment which enables or which is available. Mm. And what are the government restrictions and at a local level, at a national and at an international level. So there are a lot of external factors which need to be also considered. Then, you know, kind of reusing, recycling, repurposing mm-hmm. some of, you know, uh, things which are available within the within your resource. One important concern for museums across, not just in India, everywhere, is how do we retain our staff? Either you have, you know, the government comes out with a PPP model, like how they have the, uh, which they've done in US. And then obviously exhibitions will have to kind of be pushed. Major events will have to be pushed to the next year or the year after. Okay. Uh, so, Tejasvi, I think the last question should be, how would you suggest viewers to actually experience the museum? You see, there are a lot of virtual tours and virtual engagements uh, which are happening, uh, which the museums across India and abroad have opened up. Mm-hmm. They're not just having these virtual tours of their galleries, but they're also having themed uh, exhibitions, mm-hmm. which everything is available either on their websites or under the Google Arts project. Mm-hmm. If you go into Facebook, there is a lot of these puzzles and things which you can do from home, which are related to the museum collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something which you can engage with. All right, Tejasvi, thank you for your time. It was lovely talking to you. So guys, that's it for today. Please like, share and subscribe. Stay home and stay safe. This podcast was edited by our amazing editor, Saintani Mustafi. Thanks a lot, Saintani.